Hey, everybody, listen up. Slow Toke Rodriguez says, sit down, grab a raw, twist a number, and get ready to listen to some Sidewalk Crew. You dig? happening you wonderful wonderful people out there thanks so much for coming in uh checking out another episode of the sidewalk crew uh you know like i said guys uh i'm not i'm not going to divulge too much into you um but just know life's been crazy lately um i will tell you all this comics are awesome uh it's look i'll I'll be i'll be real with you guys your boy's been down and out um, it's been, it's been a crazy couple weeks, man. It has. And, um, if it wasn't for the people around me, uh, there, there wouldn't be anything good uh, going for me right now, uh, at all. And, uh, fortunately I've got a great group of people around me that are awesome and, uh, well, well to do and well set and they're just good people. So, uh, you know, it's, it's great for those guys. It's great for these guys to be here. And uh, I just, I, I love all these guys that I'm around. Now, one thing I want to talk about, and, and uh, we're going to try to get him on while he's in town because he's not in town often. Um, but uh, Nick Cartwright, holy crap. Uh, so Friday, Nick Cartwright came in and recorded a little, uh, recorded a little EP, you know, little, uh, little, uh, little long form set that he could record that he could get out to everybody. And let me tell you, Nick is... I met Nick Cartwright after he started, uh, you know, like he was already in it, um, and already doing comedy way more than I was, uh, and you know, by the time I'd met Nick Cartwright, so I, I didn't, I didn't get to see Nick when he started, um, but every time I've, I've seen Nick Cartwright and, and talked to him and everything, he's been, uh, he's been a great time, he's been uber duper fun. Um, and he's, he's funny, uh, guys, he's funny. Uh, every, every time I see Nick, I'm just like, this is great. How does it get better? And every time I see him, uh, to me, it feels like it got better. Um, <clears throat> so there is, there is that, uh, you know, and, uh, he, he killed it. Uh, you had JD on the show as well, which I love watching JD. Y'all know JD is my favorite. If, if you want to get technical, um, Nick Cartwright, I believe was the first out of towner I ever met. Um, that had left and come back. If you well, uh, okay, I guess technically Dehaj Hendrick and Renee Luna, um, R.I.P. Renee, um, uh, and you know I only met Renee a cup a handful of times, um, but uh, you know so Dehaj by default is is the first out of towner that I met by default, um, but you know it was uh, it was a cool show for me just because I got to watch the first two guys. So when, when I tell, you know, my story in comedy and, and what it's done, which I've said a few times, 
Uh, the first two guys that I can remember talking to me um, were Dusty Cagle and J.D. Etheridge. So Dusty hosted and J.D. did that. Uh, J.D. Um, featured, and let me tell you, it's just, it's wonderful to watch those guys. I love watching Dusty. I love watching J.D. They, they are my favorite. 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 That's not to say that there's not other people that are doing it that I don't love or I don't care for. But those guys are the guys that make me feel like, you know, like I'm getting somewhere. Or if I have an honest question about a joke or a bit or, you know, putting stuff together. Or is it a smart idea to do merch? Or should I take this show? Or is this, you know, is this person trying to, trying to June me? on cash, you know, uh, is, is this person trying to use me? Um, is this a smart idea? Do you think this showcase works good? Hey, can I put you on a showcase that's never been done before? Hey, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. So those guys, watching those guys back to back is awesome. Like I said, Nick Cartwright, uh, I met Nick Cartwright the first time, uh, a little over a year ago. Um, we actually got to go see, uh, um, he was in town and, uh, I, I, I talked to him the first time he came in, <clears throat> but then he came in this next time and, um, he was, uh, opening for Dan Soder at, um, Charlie Goodnights in Raleigh. And, uh, you know, uh, he came by and hung out for a little bit and everything. And he was like, Hey man, uh, you want to come to the show? You know, tomorrow. And I was like, Hey man, I'm kind of busy, you know, and I, I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't really have the cash. And he was like, I'll tell you what, man, I'll, I'll buy you a ticket. So he, he put my name down and paid for me to get a ticket, you know, or, or took care of a ticket for me so I could come down and watch it. Um, and I got to watch him, you know, host for, uh, Dan Soder and Dan's opening act. I wish I could remember her name. I can't, it's just escaping me. Um, and it was, it was fantastic. Soder was, Soder was awesome. <clears throat> and it, it was, you know, the, the world had just opened back up. You know, I was a couple years in, um, <clears throat> I think Neil and Seth Payne went down too. I ran into them down there. Um, you know, and we got to hang out with, and like, like I said, just Cartwright's, Cartwright's fantastic. Uh, I'm never going to not say otherwise. So watching him record his album was awesome or record his, you know, his long form was awesome. Um, you know, maybe in a few years, that'll be something I'm looking to do. Um, Let's talk dates, guys, real quick that we've got going on, at least for me. Um, so uh, the UCC, uh, my first date is going to be May 25th. Uh, that's May 25th. Um, you can get your tickets now. Um, it's it's audience vote, so I'm going to need people to show up and show out, um, you know, and do it. We're going we're gonna to work hard to get ready for that for you guys. Um, you know, and get as ready as we can. Uh, May 25th, I'll be at a late show in Virginia. Um, I will put that date up on the page. Um, and we will, uh, we will take care of that. Now, last episode, I know I said something about an outro and, uh, the, my outro track, uh, we put it on the episode and I, I had two people listen to it. Two people immediately email me and say, yo dog, I don't know what's wrong with your outro, but you gotta, <clears throat> you gotta check it out. And the, the file was corrupted, kind of similar to what happened with me and Sammy I'm when we did our episode. So we pulled the outro, right? Uh, we're going to record one in a couple days, uh, you know, and get everything's um, information and all that um, and put that on there. Um, now, uh, to this episode, uh, what we've got going on, Nick Cha-Cha is here. Uh, Nick Cha-Cha hosted Greener Side. First of all, Nick Cha-Cha was uh, in that group of comics that I met 
when I first, first started, and I thought Nick was hilarious, um, you know, uh, immediately off gate, super, super funny guy, uh, he's, his, he, he's got that radio voice, uh, you know, that, that deep, deep voice that, you know, I'm here to exercise demons voice, uh, I, I guess is what we'll call it, but, you know, uh, Cha-Cha's awesome, um, and, uh, he has the Greener Side Comedy Hour, it's the last Friday, of every month of the green bean here in downtown Greensboro. As a matter of fact, he's got one coming up uh, soon. And on the outro that we'll do for this one, um, you know, we'll uh, we'll you know link in some stuff for that. But uh, check out Nick Cha Cha. Um, check out the Greener Side Comedy Hour. You can follow the Greener Side on Instagram uh, and on on Instagram and Facebook, I believe, or maybe just Instagram. You find Nick Cha Cha on Instagram and Facebook as well. Check him out. Of course, you can find me at that comic Tony. On all social medias, um, minus Facebook, just type in Tony Rodriguez. Also, uh, we've got merch, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's right. We've got merch. Uh, Uncle Tony's Gummy Bear stickers and Sidewalk Crew logo stickers. Um, we do have, they're, they're, a buck and a, they're a buck and a half a piece. <clears throat> if you buy them both at the same time, I'll let you get them for two bucks. You know, um, yeah, save, you, save you a dollar on buying the set. Uh, but if you buy them individually, they're a buck and a half, a uh, dollar fifty. Um and uh, we're going to get some more stuff done. Uh, we're also working on a merch store where we're going to have shirts, shorts, hats, hoodies, sweaters. Um, all my designs are done by the Black Shack. Uh, check out the Black Shack on um, TikTok and on Twitter. Um, we're also going to start uh, linking stuff over to uh, the Black Shack. Uh, she's a fantastic designer. She does all my stuff. And we've got a lot more stuff coming. Um, we'll send out everything to get her in touch with everybody. And uh, that's the Black Shack. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, it's like I said, it's been crazy. Um, and eventually I'll talk to y'all about it, but it's not, you know, I don't want to sit here and talk about it, um, because I I don't want to take away from the episode that's on. I'll do an episode or I'll have somebody come through and interview me, um, at some point and it'll be pretty funny uh, having somebody, we'll get like Jeremy or Antonio to come by and do that one. Um, or JD, maybe we get JD to do it, you know, who knows? Um, but you know, thanks so much for listening to anything, guys. Like I said, uh, that comic Tony on all social medias, Nick Chacha's on an episode. Please check out the Greener Shine Comedy Hour. You can find the Greener Side on Instagram and on Facebook. You can find Nick Chacha on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, the last Friday of every month, um, I'm I can't remember who's on the lineup this month, and it's driving me nuts. Let's see if we can find it real quick. Uh, Bear with me a second, guys. I really want to. And see, this is what I get. And this is us learning about being podcasters, right? We should have notes in front of us, not just when we do our interviews, but when we record all our intros and everything. Because, you know, uh, I interview on all sorts of different days. But I I do these um, intros, you know, as we're posting because I think... It just looks better and it makes things more seamless. Let's see the greener sir. Let's see, hang on. 
Okay, yeah, so, um, uh, Inno Cha Cha on, at Inno Cha Cha on Instagram, or, um, at Greener Cider, um, is what they've got for the Greener Side Comedy Hour right now. Um, this go round, uh, it's going to be March 31st. It's going to start at nine. You've got Devin Roberts, Dehaj Hendrick, Matthew Carpenter, and Harrison Tweed. Um, all fantastic comics. So definitely check them out. Nick's got a fantastic show that he does and, uh, I love it. I love watching it. Um, so definitely give them a like, give them a follow, go check out the show. It's a free show guys. It's a free show. Um, do support Nick any way you can support the green bean, which is a great coffee shop downtown. Um, you know, that's where Nick throws the show at. And then, you know, uh, Nick's also got greener side merch that you can purchase, uh, you know, when you're there, if you, if you feel like it definitely support so they can keep that show going. It's a, it's a great show. Um, it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful show. So, uh, without that, let's, uh, roll right into it guys. Um, like I said, sat down with Nick Chantra and talked a few things. The man loves reality TV. Um, I honestly, uh, I think I'm going to pitch a reality show to him eventually, but, uh, we're going to get right into this one, guys. Uh, I love y'all so much. Thank you. Um, and now, uh, also anchor has switched over to Spotify for podcasters. So I don't know if that's going to change our ad structure or anything, but just know that if you were looking for anchor and you couldn't find anchor before, because you heard some of my old episodes, anchor is just now Spotify for podcasters. So check that out for all your podcasting needs. Love you guys so much. Let's get right into the episode. Thanks Nick for coming on. So they just had it beaten to their head that smoking was bad. That's uh, in my opinion, that's what I think it is like. As far as smoking pot was, but this is still the generation of like, you know, the Marlboro Man and Joe Camel and stuff like that. But that's why they're cool with eating it, but they're not so cool with smoking it. At least I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's like. My, yeah. My family always just likes the sneakiness of it. I think it's sneakier. And that's another thing. They don't smell like it. I think it's way more accessible in, in that form, not just because, you know, it doesn't smell like it, but even because, you know, like I've got like, I'll carry around like those oil pens or like the dab pen that I've got. They're basically scentless, you know, yeah. and, but it's not the same. But I mean, nothing, nothing beats in my opinion, smoking a joint like that's that's my personal favorite. Um, I, well, bong rips, realistically, because um, it gets the job done faster. But I, uh, I know my mom, like she talked about. And, like, everybody I hear about, like, taking edibles back in the day, they were just so bananas. Like, not to say that they're not now, but, like, I've heard people talk about having, like, almost trip-like experiences on edibles. And I'm like, like, that seems a lot. I mean, last summer my uncle ate a brownie at the New York State Fair and he laid and passed out on the ground while Nellie was on. He slept. He was asleep for, like, four hours. So they're pretty strong. Still now too. Yeah, well, I've never seen dude. Nelly live. That's crazy. Yeah, no. The the New York State Fair will have they have a crazy lineup every year, and like usually someone will back out, and it'll just Nelly will just end up filling their spot every because time. he's Nelly. Yeah, because Nelly's got he's got a lot going on, but he doesn't got that much going on. Yeah, Snoop Dogg, he's performed there. What's that uh, song about? Um, Steve Miller Band. Yeah, Steve yeah. Miller Band. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't think. I think but the only the, the only fair is the best place for edibles. 
pretty much any amusement park situation is the only time I'll like consume my weed. I can't consume my weed if I'm just like gonna be just at my house. I need to be like about to get on like a roller coaster or something. Yeah. Like I can't like eating weed and then just like even watching a movie. Like I don't know. I just like I get to that's where I go to like the sunken place. <laughs> Yeah, I just get way too... Like, the only way I'm going to, like, be able to exist on an edible is if, like, I'm going, like, I'm approaching the sound barrier or something. Or just... Or on a really weird animatronic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've... I don't think I've ever... I've taken mushrooms at a theme park before. That was enough. I've done that, too. I've done that. I've taken mushrooms and not told anybody. <laughs> I was at... When I was, uh... Yeah. That was actually, it was with, I went with uh, Dehaj, Matthew, and Cheyenne to Carowinds, and I just snuck mushroom chocolate, because none of them do anything, like, they don't do psychedelics, and then Cheyenne's dead now, so. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, um, she would really hate it, she knew, but, um, yeah, so I took mushrooms, and that was awesome to do, and uh at an amusement park but usually edibles are the way to go i've i think i've done edibles at like like music venues and like like shows and like like not like you know three top band shows like you know six people on a lineup you're gonna be there for a minute kind of shows yeah. i don't like at all i I'll, it's literally like i can only do it if i'm like in a line and then on something <laughs> like that's it i just have to go to like oh i'm in this place like it's just it's a structure i can like work with but what about the length of the line i don't get distracted it, that's the thing like it just melts away like you don't have to well that's fair like you're 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 in that line for like two seconds when you're on an edible i don't know if i could do it at like disney world though where it's <coughs> like you're gonna be in that line for two hours like yeah but you won't you won't you're on an edible so like two hours is nothing to you on an edible yeah yeah time time does not yeah you're exist not like oh bored like that's the whole that's what i'm saying that's the whole thing see i did mushrooms that one time at an amusement park and i did not like that because of the lines just like that was the exact opposite feeling i felt like i was just in line forever and i was just like just standing in the line for the bathroom for two seconds i've done i've done mushrooms in the past few years I, it's been years since i've done acid and i don't think i ever want to do acid again yeah i'm out like I don't think I ever want to do acid again. The the last time I did it, I got conned into, and I say I got conned into like somebody really had to twist my arm. But I took a ten strip and um, like just it was it was great for like a while, yeah, and then it just took too long. <laughs> it just took too long, man. There's a there's a point like a good. Before that, like, I, I've been fed an ungodly piece of acid one time in my life, and I don't remember the experience at all. It was, like, a three-day thing, and, like, just eh, – I, I don't remember it, so there's no good story there. Um, but, like, I know what it's like to do, like, four or five and be at a point where I was, like, this is almost too much. Like, there was a point where I had the thought process, like, I would like to get off the ride now, please. Like, can I, can I step off the ride? And you're, you're just on there until you can't be. So I, I don't know. Like, shrooms, I can plan out – my time on shrooms i can almost set a clock on shrooms i know what an eighth of shrooms is going to do to my body yeah most times yeah my mother-in-law is pissed i didn't get her a weed dummy today <laughs> because they're going they're going to a bunch of bar they're bar hopping 
So a weed gummy makes it. I guess so. But yeah, they just won't. Um, yeah, they will not take anything else other than a gummy gummy weed. Must be like a, I don't know, it's an old person thing. Maybe it's because they feel like, I don't know, like a lot of those people were like the people that saw what happened to people their age that smoked too. So maybe, you know, maybe it's because it's not like, I don't know, maybe because it's not smoke. I don't know. I don't have a good logic behind that. I fucking, um, now I have taken too much, uh, several times. I one time had a, like the little pen cartridges you get that have like a gram in them, like the glass ones. I had one. And I had it on like a, a pen that was in my pocket and it didn't like fold or anything. It was just static. And I oh, felt man. it like click. Yeah. And when it clicked, I pulled it out and I realized like like the bottom had cracked. And like the boss at the bar I was working at at the time, because uh, we were responsible adults, um, like was like, oh man, we got to do something with that like now. And he runs away to the bar and I don't realize he's running to grab a shot glass and I'm just like, well, I'm not going to waste this. So I pulled a little atomizer out of the bottom of it and I shoot it like a tequila shooter. <laughs> and it was full. Wow. And uh, that, was, uh, that was a long, that was a long two days right there, man. Yeah. Like, and, and I know I wasn't high for two days. I just know I sat in that chair for two days. Like, I, I just was there. That's where home was. Yeah. That shit was crazy. I don't know if that counts as an edible, but I ate it, so I'm counting it as an edible. It did the same thing an edible does. Just on yeah, a crucial level. Yeah, you still retain blunts. That was a fun thing to do. <laughs> uh-huh. Very cool. Anything that was like, just a little, just kind of like you shouldn't do that. Like open beer bottles with your teeth. Yeah. I did that a lot. That was the worst thing I could have ever done. I chipped a tooth one time doing that, and then I stopped. Oh, yeah, I slit my gum once, and then I was done. <laughs> did you but ever man, do... it looked cool. Did you ever do the thing where you, like, set them on somebody's counter and just, like... No, nah, I always used my body. <laughs> <laughs> that was the cool part. It wasn't cool to do. In my opinion. I did it with a piece of paper once. No, nah, it was all... It was teeth or nothing. Teeth or nothing. Yeah. Nah, I couldn't, yeah, after, now before I checked my tooth, I did that, I did that too, of course that's back when you think it's a good idea to like, yeah, I bought this bottle of liquor, I'm gonna drink it, mm-hmm. I was, I didn't drink a lot of beer when I was younger, that didn't come till like much, much later, it was, for me, it was a lot of liquor, and Boone's Farm. Yeah, no, I didn't, I've never really been a drinker, I just did that as like, I opened my one beer like that, and like, <laughs> didn't matter if I drank it all, because like. I open that one beer real cool. Doesn't matter if I keep drinking at that point. <laughs> so no one's like, yo, you're not drinking. It's like, oh yeah, you that oh yeah, you open that shit cool. Yeah, you can chill now. We're not looking at you anymore. <laughs> I didn't I wasn't a big unless I was at a bar or a show or something like that, I wasn't a big like party party dude when I was younger. Which is weird considering the amount of drugs I did, but like I was I was always uh like I had like the same six people and that's who I hung out with forever. Yeah. Cause it was comfortable and I didn't have to meet new people. And when we had to go meet new people, I was very, very nervous the entire time. Yeah, no, I uh I had the same group of friends for years as well. Didn't really do any of the big part I still went to parties and stuff, but I didn't get messed up. That was crazy. No. No. I got called a lot to go pick people up. Which really? was like the coolest. 
most uncool thing ever because you were like, yeah, people think I'm responsible. Right. And really it was like, no, we know you're lame enough to be home right now yeah. and make sure we don't die. I, I got to ask because I, I think I'm right and I'm just curious. Why Nosferatu on the greener side logo? Like, is it Nosferatu? I feel like it's Nosferatu. Yeah, it's, it's Nosferatu. <laughs> Um, it was, um, my buddy who designed it, I asked a, a guy to, we were trying to figure out the idea for it. And, um, when we, uh, came up with the name for it, we were trying to think of something that represented the name and it was kind of, it was kind of his idea in the sense of just like, it's basically like showing him walking out into the sun and like picking up a flower, but he's on fire. Yeah. So it's like, it's like the good side of while everything's bad kind of thing. Yeah. So like, that's it is. That's all it really is. I mean, I thought I, I was, I, I remember like uh, the first time I watched one of the, the, the fully animated ads go up. And I was like, I looked at it and I was like, oh, that's cool. And it was like, I watched the animation like two or three times. And like, I didn't think about it for like a couple of days. And then I went, hang on. Like just, and like, I was like, what, was that a vampire that just burst into flames? Oh, yeah. And it, yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah, it's essentially like, it's, it's Nosferatu being like, oh man, like, if I go out in the sun, I'll like burn. But he's like, but I want to go get that flower. And it's like, I don't really care shit's going wrong like there's like the good part of it yeah yeah it's really really lame <laughs> it's I, I like this show man it's it's one of my favorite shows to go to like it's the i've never been on a night that i'd say that i've seen a bad lineup i've never i've never been to a time or i've never been up there during a greener side and never been like Oh, well, this was just, you know, I could have done something else tonight. Like, it's always been a very, every time I've been, it's always been a very enjoyable thing. All the comics are good to it. Like, you 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 put together these lineups and it's because, it, you know, your pool's not just everybody at the box. You know, you've got guys that come from all over the place and guys and gals that come from all over the place to do it. And it's, I love it, man. It's a really cool show. Yeah, that's very sweet of you. Um, yeah, I'm ready to burn it to the ground. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, it's fun. It's great. Putting on shows are fun. It's it's weird to do it in the do comedy though. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's something no one really tells you until you're like starting to do it. People are like, oh yeah, get a show, figure out a show, put on a show, and then it's like that's also just a really weird thing to do once you start doing it. Yeah. Um. But through, like, trial and error of doing it a few ways, I figured out a consistent way to do it where it's not, like, stressful or takes up too much of your time. Because, like, planning a show, like, there are times where it's, like, in the beginning, I, like, didn't write anything new and I just pl I just produced a show and I focused on only that. And I, I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's sucking too much. But, um... Yeah, then you figure out a flow, and then it's, like, not taking up too much time. But then it gets boring, because, like, it just does. Because, like, 
So that's when, that's why I got into like the, I needed things like I needed a, a design I liked and I needed kind of like a theme and a thing only cause like that way I knew I could always like expand on the idea rather than it just being like, here's a comedy show. Yeah. Because I did that a few other times and like I ended up like getting really over it because I could never really like elevate the idea of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, an offbeat idea is the only thing that keeps me interested in doing it. Right. Because, like, putting out a showcase can be, like, you know, some people like, you know, some people like doing it a lot. And I don't like doing it, but it's, like, it's not that fun. Yeah, yeah, it's, (laughs) I'm, I'm. It's not that much fun you get out of it at all. And then, like, you know. But it's awesome that it works. That one works. Yeah. I uh, I know for me, it's like I'm trying to set up my next couple shows now. And like the first time it kind of fell into my lap. And it just happened really quickly and it, and it yeah. worked. Um, but this time there's a lot more run around to make stuff happen. And right. I'm just like, oh, so this is what it's going to normally be like. Yeah. Most of the time. It's a lot of running around. It's, it's something you, you learn a lot. It's a lot of learning rather than like instant gratification. Like it's, and it depends on like what you want out of it. You got to know what you want out of it. I learned to like try to figure out what I want out of it as I'm doing it rather than just like, cause you realize like a good show, that's all you really want yeah. to just be a good show and then for it to be. And then they'll just find fun things to keep yourself interested. Like, I only did the claymation to get, because I wanted to stay interested. Because <laughs> I got sick of, like, posting a poster. And I'm like, oh, I hate this. And so, that's, you know what I mean? All that's just for me. It's not really, no one asked for any of that. And then I made shirts because I was like, I want to make sure, I just want to do that. Yeah. To keep, to keep myself interested. Yeah. Because you stop keep, you stop keeping interested, and then the show you can start seeing it when you get there. Yeah, you know, but yeah, no, I like it. I like it a lot. It uh, I like. Uh, I remember the first time I went. It was uh, I think it was like the third one you did. It was like the first time I actually had a Friday where I didn't get off work at like seven forty five, and I could like come kind of, or yeah Friday, yeah. And I could come out wherever it was, or whatever the third one was. I know I was still working late at the time. It was I was still probably working at the auto parts store. Had to have been. And I just was like, yo, this is great. Like, because I'd been to the Green Bean before, like, just in the daytime. And, like, I remember when they said that's where it was. Like, I'd, I knew they did an open mic up there. Yeah. Um, and, like, I'd never been up for that. But, like, I'd been there during the day, and I was like, well, I like the spot. I think it's cool. And then, like, I went in and, like, I saw the stage and the curtain and everything. I was like, yo, this is lit as shit, bro. Like, this is dope. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, I don't know. I like manipulating a space in general. Like, before I, I did comedy, I used to do, like, performance art shows and stuff. And, like, create an environment, like, change an environment. That's always awesome to, like, yeah. pull off. And, like, that's half the reason why I got into, like, doing it. Um, there because I could like totally like change the environment of it and make it work 
Um, there are definitely some things about it, like like that I wish could be better. But it's also like, you know, it's great the way it is too. Well, it's like writing a joke. Like I don't think I'll ever have a joke that I can say I'm ever truly done with. Like, you know, right. I, I feel like well, there, and there's stuff I have that like. I can revisit and pull out whenever, but like, you know, it's like a year you're gonna get a spotlight. I just got spotlights. Yeah. You know what I mean? Spotlights are cool. I mean, yeah, it's just like, and they're they were like cheap, and my friend just like gave them to me. But um, yeah, it's just like random stuff. It's like you can't do everything all at once. No. And that's when you start getting it starts distracting you from like your your own like shit that you really care about. like the thing you know. Like writing and focusing on your shit rather than like worrying about who's gonna be on the show in like two months. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, it's also just a more. There's the more shows in this town, the better. Yeah, this is true. And that's kind of like the whole reason I started doing any of it was just because like it, it normalizes it. Which makes people go to, like, the club more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they see a local, like, guy put on, like, like a DIY, like, show. That'll just spark interest to, like, take the next step, which is, like, go to the club. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, like, the real reason I wanted to, like, do it was to just, like, you know. Because, like, when I started doing comedy in Greensboro like I never I never saw a single like DIY comedy show in Greensboro other than like some house shows every once in a while there'd be like a weird like random guy just doing comedy but like it had nothing to do with like the scene or whatever and I don't say they weren't putting on shows but nothing that was like reaching me yeah so I knew early on when I started doing it I was like I'm just gonna do that and like cause I was bad at comedy and so I started an open mic because I was like well I'm bad at comedy might as well, like, do a show to just, like, be on stage more and figure it out more. And the, the more I can fuck up somewhere that wasn't the club I was at all the time, the better. That's yeah. another reason. Like, to be able to go on stage and bomb somewhere other than the place I want to get and be a part of more. Like yeah. That, that was another reason. Because I was like, oh, like, like now that I've hosted... Um, that show for so long I like now whenever I get you know host spots I don't feel as like you know yeah I know the vibe now so just learning shit like that how long you been doing it now doing uh, stand up four years a little over four years a little over four and the greener side's been a year and a half just now a year and a half yeah so and before that, it was a, a really shitty, it wasn't really shitty, it was, shitty. It was a shitty uh, cider bar show I did for like, probably like five months or so. And um, some other showcase thing, but yeah, now I'm over it. Now I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a heckle show now too, aren't you? No, so we're... Um, this cool, really cool space, uh, et cetera. It's like they, um, they do a bunch of different kinds of shows there. And I'm friends with some of the um, board members. I don't know what you'd say. But they're basically buddies with them. And they've been like interested in like having some kind of comedy part of their space. 
they do like art shows, rap shows, metal shows, performance art shows, um, barbecues, uh, thrift events, like it's just anything. Right, you know I mean? right, right. Artists also live there and like work on stuff. And so they just, they were wanting a comedy element and they were kind of like maybe going to just start asking around or whatever. And then I was like, well, I'll help you guys. So basically I came in and the first few I'm like producing with Madison Kirkston. Yeah. And I asked her because she was hosting drag shows there once a month already. Yeah. Um, and like, she's lame like me where we're like, we, we love a theme and dumb stuff like that. <laughs> so we were, yeah, we were trying to put on a first, the first few couple of shows and then like start opening it up to like other ideas and stuff like that. So it's like right now I'm like involved a lot, but I want to get to a point where I'm just like helping the overall thing to where like comics can like maybe try to put on a show right in a space that isn't high pressure that way they can like because it's like you know like i i now would love to like and you know have a show at the idiot box like that i have an idea for yeah and it's like i've only now gained that confidence to ask for that after like working in these spaces that are so like shitty and like not really built for it yeah but then I get that level down to where now I've like, you know, I have a show I really want to do. I can, I feel like I can ask and see if it's possible to produce at the club. And I feel a little more confident. Yeah. Because I did all the bullshit. Yeah. And all those other times. So. Like, I really want to do that reality show. I like that. Uh, I want to do that at the club really bad. I want to, and I'm kind of, I kind of feel ready to do that, something like that at a club, but. I'm right now I'm trying to do it at Monstercade to learn that flow before I like bring it to a you know what I mean? How do you so how do you pick the reality show? Do you just you just got a list? I love or... them all. <laughs> I love them all so much. Uh but the format I kinda wanna go about is where I get someone and I get a comic who is really into a certain show, and then I get another comic who's never seen that show. And then I kinda I'm in the middle of that. Right. In a sense. That's the... But so far, it's kind of just been me knowing a lot about the show and putting it on and showing it to people. Because it's hard to find people really into a certain show. Right. So if it's more of it, it happens, it happens. So essentially, it's just me, two comics, reality TV show. Originally, the idea was only 90 Day Fiance. And it was going to be... Uh, the show was going to be called Come Watch 90 Day Fiance with me and my girlfriend. And then I was trying to convince my girlfriend to do it with me. It would be me and her and then uh, a comic or a comic and a, like a couple, another couple and their girlfriend. Right. That was, that was my original idea. She didn't want to do that. <laughs> I've, uh... Because I love watching reality. I love like watching. That was like, God, dude. Yeah. You we, really love someone when you're watching, when you talk shit and have a blast talking shit, watching something with them. Oh, yeah. Now, so, so you watch, you've, you're, you're, you're the same age as me, yeah? Or, or like, with, we're probably close. 28. I'm 32, so we're not, we're not super far off. Yeah. So you got to watch, like, reality TV the same way I did, like, you watched it happen. Like, because yeah. it used to oh, be, yeah. it used to be just cops. 
Dude, no, it's crazy. We watched, so we watched, one of the ones I did, I did Ozzy Osbourne. I did the Osbournes. Yeah. And I, and I, I, when I did that one, I was with, I think it was, it was Eric and Annie, Eric Trundy and Annie Lowe, and we did it. But it was hilarious because as we were watching it, it was so boring. And we were like, this is before they realized, like, the, it was, it was a moment in television where, like, reality TV was actually the reality of what was going on. Yeah, it was just, a, it was it just, it was literally just him house. just, like, sitting around, nothing was really, really going on. And, like, it, and that was really, that's another reason why it was really fun to do, because it, like, sparks this, like, moments in time. But it was really funny to remember that reality television at one point was actually reality. too much reality. reality. It was too much, just like nothing going on at all. It was crazy. Like they were like, it was literally just. It would be him sitting, and then it just like cut to just like the dog like scratching its face, and then to like the front door, and someone's just like picking up some trash and like throwing it in there, and then just like then cuts back to Ozzy Osbourne just sitting in a different chair. Well, then you. I mean, from there you had. uh, I think the first crazy reality show that I got into was like. Jackass and Viva La Bam were probably the first two that I would call reality mm. TV that was like, yeah. you know, off the wall to me. But that's, you know, obviously scripted. Looking yeah. at that through rose-colored glasses now, obviously a, there's some sort of format to it for sure right. every episode. Because nobody lives their life like that. Maybe Bam Margera a little bit. Right. But not not in general. So, yeah, I can definitely see the... Because it, it was very bland. The Osborns was very bland. Yeah. At least the first little bit of it was. So I can't. I wanted to do that show mainly because I was like, I want to do comedy sitting down. That was really the the genesis of it. I was uh, I got I I I went out and. Well, actually, I got like in this roundabout way. I got like a trivia gig for like a little over a year, which was sick. Every comic should try to go and get a trivia gig. I don't know if I'd ever do it again, but it was, it was sick. You get paid a lot of money. You don't have to even come up with the questions. And all you do is you go to a bar and you just read questions, basically. But that's how I learned, like, sound effects and, like, performing to a crowd that, like, didn't give a shit about what you were saying. And uh, so once I started doing that, I was like, I want to do, like, a wa- I want to watch something. And do it. Once I got comfortable sitting at a table talking to microphone, sound effects and shit, that's when I wanted. That's when the idea of, like, the reality television show came where I was like, I want to do that. Did you pick the categories in trivia or like, so no, I realized quick. Cause like, I just want to, it was, it was really just for like some quick money. It was once a week and I got paid like one fifty. Oh yeah. And so I found this service online and people were like, Oh, you didn't give a shit about it. I'm like, no, I didn't. What are you talking about? Why would I, cause like no one gives a shit about your trivia questions. So I would just pay like 50 bucks a month. And I get like a trivia thing every week and be different things or whatever like that. Hell yeah. And I just got really into the sound effects and like finding the best sound effects and just like got really into like those cues and stuff. And it was like a fun thing to do once a week. But what's crazy is like, and why I'm always, I don't know, comics need to always get good at fucking, I think, take any weird job like that because it's like, I, uh, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have had the the gusto to be like, oh, I want to do a show where I watch reality TV. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would probably, like, in my head have a block to be like, oh, I couldn't figure that out. 
I couldn't like operate and do all of that at once. But then it's like you do something like it's not the same, but it is the same. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're commenting on a thing. And you kind of learn to like hold back a lot. Cause like it's like and it's like I never tried to make people in trivia laugh. But I knew when to like try at the right times. Right. And it was really lame and sad, and I did it out of just, like, just hatred, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I would, like, make, I just, you know, but it was, uh, it just taught me to just, like, I don't have to go for it every time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that gets taxing yeah. after a while. And, uh, so, yeah, I don't know. So then one of the few reality show things, it was cool because, like, I realized, like, oh, I actually know, like, I know the right, like, and I do it at home. We all do it in regular, but it was, like, I could tap in that part of my brain. Why, why reality TV, though? Like, what what about it? It's the it? best. It's, so, I wanted to watch something, and it was the, it was my first choice. And then, like, after realizing it was my first choice, I was, like, it's the best choice. Because it's the, if you're going to watch anything and talk, there's literally nothing better than a reality television show. Okay. Because like what like if you try to watch a movie like if you have a if you have an audience and you're like hey let's watch and like make fun of this as we watch it, it's like you're gonna miss moments and plots and like character introductions. But it's like a reality television show. It's like I don't know. There's just it's meant to be talked over. Yeah. It's like the like the cutaways are like like twenty seconds long. Like. So it's like you talk over reality TV, you don't really miss anything, because like you naturally know when to like say something in a reality TV show. Because like, whenever you watch, like if you ever watch Jersey Shore, no one's ever watching that in silence. No, you can't. Ever, yeah, if you ever watch anything, any kind of reality TV show with anyone, you're talking. Yeah. So that's that's why it was just, it's just the perfect one, and it's like my favorite thing to watch, and it's the easiest thing to fucking make fun of. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I mean, that's just, I didn't, I can't remember when I stopped watching reality TV. Like, it, it wasn't like I made a conscious decision to, I just like. No, no one should, no one should watch it. That's the thing. <laughs> that's why it's like, well, you know, when doing it, whenever I got someone, you know, uh, there was a few people who just never even saw the show. Like, when I did 90 Day Fiance, they'd never seen it before. She made it great, though. Like, we yeah. got to see it, you know. And they're just like, this is ludicrous. And you're like, yeah. 90 Day Fiance, Molly got me into that when we first got together. And I was like, I thought that was the craziest thing. It's the best reality show that exists. It's bananas. It's it's a dynasty of a show, too. That's the thing people don't realize. Because there's 90 Day. But then there's like, sub-tier. There's so much. There's... 90 Day Fiance. Then there's 90 Day the other way. 90 Day Happily Ever After. 90 Day The Single Life. 90 Day, uh, I don't know, Revenge or something. <laughs> but it's, there's so much. And then it goes down and then they get other shows. And then there's tell-alls. It's the first time ever they did a tell-all and they did four part. They made it a four-part tell-all. You know about the tell-all. Yeah, like where everybody sits. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're upping it. It's not one episode of a tell-all. Now it's a tell-all, hold nothing back. And it's literally four. They make it four episodes. 
And that's the thing. People don't realize 90 Day Fiance is an hour and 27 minutes an episode. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like 30 minutes. It's like a, it's a, it's, it's crazy. So you're watching like a season of the show is 20 something episodes. You're watching like a fucking, like, I don't watch anime. This is my anime. Yeah. Yeah. I was, this, I was, is, this is like, I don't know why, but it just is. I get it's so much. And like, it's just. And it's so real. Like, these people are so just, like, wrong. Like, they're just put together wrong. Like, they're not <laughs> meant to, like, ever find love. <laughs> and they, and people th think it, like, you know, situations are kind of put together, but, you know, you see how they operate, and it's just, like, insane. Yeah. It, and it the, makes you feel so good about yourself. I, I, I will admit, I will admit to that. I've watched stuff like, like that, like, um, well, I used to, if I was having a particularly bad day, I used to like look up Jerry Springer clips online and be like, well, I'm not this yeah. shit, you know? And that would make me, so I get that entirely. Um, I just, uh, yeah. Uh, anime is my reality TV. Like I definitely, I definitely went hardcore anime and that was, I, I stopped watching and Molly can't say cause well, like I want, like I'm watching last of us because that's like, I played the game. The shit's fire. Um, but like mostly it's anime and I can't get Molly to understand it. it was just like, look, this is just, this is so comforting to me. Yeah. That's pretty much what like 90 day is and like RuPaul's Drag Race. Why Drag Race? race and... That is one of my favorite bits to see you do. And it's just cause I, I like taking about taking a taking apart from the or not taking away from the fact it's a bit like i can generally tell it's like no he means that shit like he means every bit of that <laughs> shit like it like it, it's i love watching that bit but like why what why drag race so much like what was it about drag like or, or the show particularly oh uh, the show is the show's fun but it's just like i don't know i like i like performance art a lot and uh and then i like uh i, I like I wanted to say one thing, but it's really not. It's it's two things. Um, I like performance art, so I like drag. I love John Waters movies. Yeah, and um, I love that part of it. But then I also love knowing when a competition is like real. You know what I mean? And that shit is like real. Like they're. <laughs> going for it and that's kind of like what got me into it like it was like i was like this is like kind of silly or whatever like that but it's like and i've seen a lot of reality competition shows before mm -hmm. i've seen ninja warrior and i've seen you know uh survivor and i've seen the amazing race. race and it's like all right all i can like to an extent i can like all right they really want this this is really real and i know it's real or whatever but then for some reason when Drag Race, like, I know they, they fucking want it so bad. And, like, they, they get crushed when they don't get it. And it's, like, not just, like, a competition of, like, it's, it, they're putting, <laughs> like, they're, they're putting themselves out there so fucking hard. And to see, like, uh, people get, like, just, like, nah, you're not, you're not it. You're going home. You fuck that. And, you know, it's a lip sync. But it's, like, it's, like, every, this is what they do. Like, this is, like, you know, this is it. And it's, like, different from something like, like, some weird, like, the last comic standing or something. Because, like, the way that it's the competition set up and, like, who RuPaul is as a producer. 
I mean, it is a fucking competition. So, I just like to see the fucking blood being spilled. <laughs> That's really what it is. I've, ne- I've just never seen a reality competition show as actually, actually what feel, like, I feel the competitiveness. And, you know, when the the pit crew comes out in Speedos, I go get a Coke. Like, I'm, <laughs> I kind of like, you know, there's parts that I'm like, all right, you can wrap this up. But it's like. You know, and also like drag queens are like probably like they're most of them are funnier than like any stand up comic. Probably. In the sense of just like just genuine like they are so fucking funny and quick. And they do like uh they do roasts on there. Like probably like almost every other season or show or so. And some of these people like that have come on there and like their quick wittedness and they're just like ruthlessness. And, like, the way they read each other is, like, kind of inspiring in the sense of just, like, it's super entertaining. I mean, they, they're actually just, like, fucking, like, they go for your throat. And they know how to do it in an instant. It's, like, I, I and I'm, like, so impressed by it when I see it, you know. And it's, like, yeah, they're, like, putting on, like, fake boobs and, you know, they're, like, talking about each other's dicks. But it's, like, they're so fucking quick and hilarious that it's, like, they're funnier than... I, 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 they're funnier than just half the comics I know, which is insane, but it's part of the job. Yeah. So. I, uh, I, we, one of the, one of the bars I used to work at years ago, uh, there was a guy that started hanging out there and it was him and his husband showed up and, uh, we called his husband Bobby Hill, um, and that wasn't his real name, so I don't feel ashamed saying that because I won't put the other guy out there, but the other guy was really nice and well-to-do and everything, and, um, he said something about throwing a drag show one night. And, like, I think I'd been to, like, one or two yeah. previously. But, like, you know, I worked there, so I helped him set it up and everything. And I had the best fucking time. Dude, it's, yeah. Like. It's, it's such a fringe art form. And, like, now it's, like, super integrated. Yeah. And, like, present in front of us. And, uh, you know, I can't, like, you know, really be a part of it. I can only really enjoy it. And, you know, that's, like, a thing that's, like. A big controversy now but it's like you know it's just an art form i respect so much i just respect the shit out of them i I definitely enjoyed uh, the night that we had there and it was so the guy that put it on uh he he like uh some he got disheveled about something and he left and i asked uh, bobby hill where he went and he was like oh he went to the house real quick and my man comes back in as share a very hairy chested share but share no less and then, like, I watched him do his thing for, like, 15 minutes because apparently somebody that was supposed to be there wasn't there. Yeah. And I was just, like, because, like, he was he was a strong individual, but he was, like, soft-spoken. Right. So, like, he it's not that he was meek, but, like, he was just, like, very calm and chill and collected. Yeah. And then he was bold and, like, there yeah. and on, like, switched the fuck on. And I was right. like, yo, dude. Where did you did, like? I asked him straight up. I was like, "Did you do coke?" And he was yeah. like, "No, I don't do drugs." And I was like, "Are you sure?" Because this is not the same person that I've hung out with for the past six months. Yeah, and it it was crazy. It was awesome. I don't. I can't. I don't have a switch like that. I can flip for nothing. Oh yeah, no, and it's I don't know, super entertaining. But then, uh, yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's some of the funnest stuff I do. Um, I, I keep telling Madison one day I'll get I'll make it to one that she's hosting at because like 
I, I, you know, watching her at the box is one thing, but like, I feel like watching her host like a drag show, it's like, I feel like it's a different Madison to uh, a yeah. degree. It's pretty fun. I mean, like, I did a, uh, when I, yeah, it's, uh, it's fun doing that kind of stuff. Like, when I did the Halloween show, I, we did like a, we did like a, a ballroom thing where it's like, uh, do you know about like the ballroom scene and stuff? So there's like drag. But then the but that drag is just a small like sliver on like a bigger like organism that's known as like ballroom. Okay. Ballroom is like basically like it's a you should watch what is the movie called? The Shining? No, it's uh oh my god, something Paris is burning. Okay. Um but it's all about like the the, like, gay community and, like, the drag community in, like, New York and, like, I think, like, the 70s. But ballroom was just this competition. It was this thing that people would come and perform at, and there'd be all these different categories. The categories are just, like, insane. And there'd be, like, houses, and within the houses, they'd put on, like, performances and categories. Categories like face, like, vogue, like... Uh, and then one of the elements would be drag, and then one of the elements would be, like... Um, you know, all just all kinds of stuff, and I don't know why we why I start talking about this. Uh, uh, I don't know, but I got really enthralled really quick. Yeah, but anyway, um, you asked me if I knew what ballroom was. I know I forgot why I asked you, because I guess that was me trying to circle back to what I was saying, but I don't remember what I was saying. But anyway, it's good shit. After after Paris is burning, I want to. Oh, the hosting. Yeah, the hosting. The gotcha. Hosting. So yeah, so I got to do like kind of a ballroom, almost like you know when you ever see like the videos on YouTube where um, people are like dancing in front of like almost look like a judge panel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, you see someone like voguing and dancing. That's like at a ballroom, so like they're they're competing. So they're like getting judged on their voguing, their dance, their death drops, and their stuff like that. But like the way you talk during that is like one of the funniest things to me ever too, because it's like you talk to like you're you talk to the beat, kind of. You're like attention, yes, girl, uh huh, yeah, go go do this, go that. You're just like DJ talking. To them. But I did that for a uh, um, costume contest at the Greener Side, and that was rad. Hell yeah. So, yeah. And it was cool to, like, be a different type of, you know, version of myself other than the stand-up self. Because usually, that was, like, probably the closest to, like, what felt like drag I've done in a long time. Being in that devil makeup, having a voice... Change, like I was definitely a very different version of myself looking back on him. It was right. pretty fun. I had a uh, my buddy uh, Cavante. He uh he I don't think he's ever done drag, but he he dances, and uh, he he's he's gotten pretty. Yeah, I think he went viral on TikTok dancing at the airport with his stuff. Yeah. But uh, he used to he used to practice around a lot. I hung out with some guys. I hung out with him. I met him through Woods of Terror when I was there. Um, and a fantastic actor, fantastic performer, great guy. 
And uh, I just, I remember the first time I saw him do a death drop, I looked at him and I was like, are you, and I thought something happened, you know, because yeah. like, he hit the floor hard. And I there, was like, I wanted to, that was like my, I wanted to learn a death drop during COVID so bad and I never even got close. But like in my head, I was like, I was unemployed and I was like, I just want a death drop at the idiot box like one time. I like, if, I just, if I can figure that out, dude, I don't care what happens. But yeah, then I stopped working out. So. That'll be the best blackout moment ever. Just. Yeah, death drops are cool. I couldn't. Uh, Gravity is one of my arch nemeses, so like I, I don't see myself. <laughs> I don't see myself doing that. Like, I don't, you know, uh, the, I take fall damage, you know? So right. I'm just, and it's, it, yeah, no, not for me. Not for me. I hurt myself enough skateboarding as a teenager. I'm, I'm good. Right. Yeah. I had a point. God, your fucking tabs, man. I'm telling you. Shit is crazy. Do you have any more? I do. I do. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I'm never uh, Are these Summer Bender's cookies? Uh, no, no They're from So somebody at work Got me before Bender put up the post uh, But they are the. Uh, I'm torn between the, the reverence of I really like lemonades But like I can only like And if it's just me and Molly a, Like a box like that Will go bad before we all eat it Because like sweet things Hurt her teeth And I can have like two Responsibly Because um, I gotta eat Sweet stuff like a drink because oh, yeah. diabetes is a thing, but um, like I, lemonades are my favorite. But like caramel delights, I will argue is the best Girl Scout cookie. I like the cinnamon ones. One of those. Uh, it has like cinnamon, toast crumb kind of. Tagalongs. They have like a frosting on it. No, that's um. Damn, I don't know. I can't remember. I know, I know those, I know those, there's, uh, I know peanut butter patties, I know, um, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the uh, there's a s'more one that's pretty fire, um, one year, they had a ginger snap cookie, and it was a limited cookie, and they only had it one year, and I remember that, I was 16 years old, and I, I bought, like, six boxes of that cookie. Of course, that's back when Girl Scout cookies Thanks were like three dollars a box. Oh, the toastiers. Oh yeah. These ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. those are the shit. Love those. I think they're newer. Well, they changed all the names a couple years ago. They really? Yeah. They get in trouble. No, they just changed all the names. Like for just... some, like just like rebrand, like. You know, when you've been an organization for almost 200 years. Yeah. And I think some of those cookies had been around for like 180 of 200 of those years. Because the Girl Scouts have sold cookies, if I'm not mistaken, almost the entire length of the organization. I believe. But I, I'm, I'm quite sure they're older than the Boy Scouts as well. And I don't know why. Isn't it a Girl Scouts game for the Boy Scouts? I, I think that I, th I feel like they did. What team are you on? I think I'm wrong. Well, I mean, like, I <laughs> pick a side. I mean, like, I enjoyed Boy Scouts as, as as a young man, but I never made it past Wee Below, so you know. Damn! If I knew these cookies were here this whole time, this podcast would have been a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> bringing me back to life. <laughs> That's the sugar. No. 
How does this work? Hold the button, let it turn red, take a puff. So wait. Wait till it turns red. Yeah, let it turn red. Yeah, give it a well, not the button on the inside. Like let it heat, let the element heat up for a couple seconds. Hold the button while you're doing it. Wow. And uh, it'll get warm, and then just pull. Ye wax. Be real. Do you have a be real? <laughs> no, I wish. What do you mean? Well, like I never, I never take, a, I never take the time to uh, like shoot anything off color on uh, on like uh, other ends of it. Like I never shoot secondary real, even when I've shot other stuff. Do you know? What, wait, what? What are you saying right now? So when I hear be real, like if I if if I hear be real stuff. I'm shooting, uh, I'm shooting something and like B-Real is stuff that I shoot based around the scenes I shot that's filler in between transitions of scenes. That's B-Real to me. Oh, uh, but you know about the app B-Real? No. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I have no idea what that this is. This is a plug for B-Real right now. Um, B-Real. It's an app where you basically like, you get a notification and you take a photo of what you're doing in that moment. Oh, word. It's like old internet. That's why I like it. Like this is one of my friends. Like you just take a picture, and it takes a picture of you while you're doing it. So like these are my friends and like what they were doing just now, like in this moment. That's cool. And you can only see look. There's EJ and his family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, then you can only see you can only see your old posts, and you can only see posts when you post. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so it's like it. it it's well, like you uh, give me a thumbs up that I'm with you right now. Hell yeah, masa compo. But uh, yeah. So I like it because it reminds me of like just old internet stuff. Yeah, and like no one looks good in the beer. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, like no one can look good. In the be real, it's all kind of it's kind of a cringy. Yeah, because it's you like I mean? you're you're not prepped for it. You're not prepped you didn't for throw it. a filter onto exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, there's no filter or anything, and uh, it it's only sits up for like 24 hours and it goes away when the next be real happens. That's cool. So it's like a very low stakes thing, and then you have a calendar of like so. Then you have that. That's why I like it because it's like a photo every day. So you can, like, I'm so fucking lame. Um, people won't be like, man, I don't fucking care about that shit. I like it. Fuck them. It's about, it's about the stuff you like to do. I was super, I, uh, I like disposable cameras and stuff. I have I, photo albums. I miss shooting stuff on 35 millimeter. I, I do. Whatever. I was, I, I really like film. I really like the media of film. Like, I've got boxes in my storage unit of just, like, negatives of shut, stuff that I've taken stuff of. Yeah, I like taking photos of things. Yeah. Except for, except for taking pictures of comics on stage and tagging them. I hate doing that. <laughs> well, that's part of the job, though. Part that's part of the job. It's part of the job. Hell yeah, man. Well, Nick, I appreciate you coming on, bro. Oh, yeah, this is fun. Oh, yeah. 
Well, uh, I'll, I'll definitely get you. I'll definitely get you back on when we get the video up and running. I'm looking at office spaces right now because I figure if, the moment I get to a point where I run out of you know dudes and I got to start asking chicks, it's gonna be like oh, Tony invited me over to his apartment. It's like to record a podcast, lady. But oh yeah. Uh, you know, perceptions be as they yeah, will. Yeah, you gotta ask Madison and JT. Yeah, no, no. If <laughs> if I asked Madison, I would expect JT to come with her. Oh. I, I would expect immediately for JT to come with her. Boy, Which, you know, I'm not that dude. I've never been that dude. But, like, I understand how people think. So, you know. But I appreciate you coming on, man. Oh. Uh, for sure. Now, uh, I got two little things I do before I get done. And then we'll get out of here. Um, first of all, thanks you guys for listening to another episode. Um, uh, Nick Chacha is, uh, the host of the Greener Side Comedy Hour, uh, the last Friday of every month. Yep. Last Friday of every month at the Green Bean in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, the lineups are always killer, man. Uh, that's just all there is to it. It's a fantastic space and, uh, it's always a great crowd and it's in a cool scene and, uh, it's always fire comics. Um, if you're in town on the last Friday of the month, I would definitely recommend stopping by the Green Bean, check out the Greener Side Comedy Hour. Um, host by Nick Chacha. Um, and if you enjoyed uh, listening to me and Nick today, uh, comics like me and Nick Chacha can be heard and seen at the Idiot Box Comedy Club in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, they do classes. They do shows all the time. You can check them out on uh, Facebook at the Idiot Box or on their website, idiotboxers.com. Uh, if you've ever wanted to try stand-up Thursday mics or the littest open mic around, uh, jump on Eventbrite on the Idiot Boxes page. Uh, check out a Thursday date where you're available. Spend your five bucks. Secure your spot. Promise it's your first time. We're probably going to be nice and laugh to you because we want to see people come in and succeed. And everybody likes a good laugh. So that's my shameless plug and what keeps me afloat and lets me sleep at night. Uh, don't feel bad about that one at all, ever. Um, now, uh, I started interviewing people um, a couple seasons ago uh, just because I always thought interviews were cool. And uh, especially when you're not tied down by the restraints of like, uh, you know, you can only say this or you can only say that. You can basically do whatever you want here, obviously. Um, and uh, my favorite person to watch interview people was a guy named James Lipton. Uh, he was on Inside the Actor's Studio. And I just thought he was a really cool guy. I thought his interviews were thorough. Matter of fact, uh, he was liked so much that when Dave Chappelle came back from Africa, that was the first person he talked to. And then Dave was the only person to ever interview James on the show a couple episodes later. Um, so I was really cool with his way of interviewing. He used to ask this thing called the Pivo Questionnaire. At the end of the show, it's a couple quick questions. It's time to give you a quick rapid fire gauge on your personality to people. And it's just fun, I think. So uh, I've been asking everybody. And until A&E or Bravo tells me to cease and desist, I'm gonna. So... Nick Chacha, what is your favorite word? Favorite word? Yes. Uh, uh, changes. Sick. I like sick. What's your least favorite word? Mm. Not sick. <laughs> what sound do you love? What sound do I love? Uh, um... What sound do you hate? Um, like, I don't know. You ever, like, clean your ear when it's wet? Yeah. Like yeah. What, uh, what is your favorite curse word? Favorite curse word? Yeah. Um... I mean, I don't know. Fuck's the best one, I guess. But I don't like saying it that much. It so. is my it is my favorite. My favorite's part. Well, my personal favorite's cunt, but that's a whole other 
spiel there. Yeah, I like, I like, sh- I like bullshit. Bullshit's good. I like bullshit a lot. What uh, if if skill, knowledge, and uh, equivalency were not a factor, and you could plug and play into any kind of profession, job, or skill based thing on the planet? That uh, and you had anything, if you could try anything to do ever, what would you try? Sculpting. What would you absolutely never do? What I never do? Um, anything medical. And finally, if God is real, what would you like to hear Him say to you when you walk through the pearly gates? Um. I'm not real. <laughs> that's that's actually probably now my favorite answer that we've ever gotten to that question. Um, thanks, you guys, for tuning in. Stick around for the outro and the ads. I uh, love you all so much. And like I said, uh, Greener Side Comedy Hour, uh, last Friday of every month at the Green Bean in North Carolina. Thanks so much for coming by, Nick. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, y'all. Love y'all. Bye. This episode of the Sidewalk Crew is sponsored by Dubby Energy. We're declaring war on big energy. That's right. You've heard it. Guys, I've, I've been somebody who for a long time has drank energy drinks from a lot of those companies that sell a lot of different colorful cans in a lot of different colorful places. And uh, you know what? It's just I always find out like I either drink too much and I feel jittery sometimes because of the additives, uh, because it's got so much filler, um, because there's so much sugar in it. Even in the ones that don't have sugar, they hide sugars in it. There's just a lot of other bullshit in a lot of your energy drinks and you know with w energy we're waging war on it w energy is a new energy drink that's out there declaring war on it they're tired of big energy favoring profit over quality and making energy drinks loaded with um maltotoxin fillers artificial colors and dyes sugars all sorts of things you shouldn't have things that make you shake and everything and especially things that get you crash so if you're as upset as i am you know uh, declare war on big energy with us check out w energy drink um w energy drink comes in a powder throw it in a shaker shake it up on your own man look fantastic fantastic flavors um, me personally, I'll tell you what, since I've been with W, uh, I really like the Dragonade, uh, Dragonade's awesome, you've also got the Dub Sludge, uh, the Big Energy Tears, uh, the Beach and Peach is fantastic, the Beach and Peach is slushy worthy, I'm telling you, flavors like Passion Joy, Push and Punch, um, and if you're not ready to commit to a whole tub of energy, that's perfectly fine, uh, you know what, grab a starter pack, the starter pack comes with a shaker cup, and a couple small ends so you can get a sample of what it's like. Experience crash-free energy. Experience something better. And if you use the code ThatComicTony, you're going to get 10% off your purchases on Dubby. That's right. If you use the code ThatComicTony at uh, checkout, you'll get 10% off on your purchases. So declare war on big energy. Try Dubby using the code ThatComicTony today, and we can declare war on big energy together, guys.